Uh, I just want to see if if you had a comment on you, you you had another guy enter the portal in uh, TJ Green. Yeah, TJ uh, has been here. Uh, I think this is his fourth season coming up. Uh, great teammate. Uh, did everything we asked him while he was in this program, and and uh, he'll be getting his degree in December, which is the most important thing. And uh, then he's decided to uh, once he gets his degree. Move on. I was obviously not going to finish this, you know, or begin the season, I guess, with us. And he's going to uh, look for uh, other places to play. And and so we wish him well. Uh, wasn't uh, getting as many reps as he'd hoped. You know, we got those four guys ahead of him: uh, Jordan Wilmore and uh, Devin Brumfield, Ty Jordan, Makai Bernard. Not necessarily in that order, but uh, all those guys were getting more reps than TJ and and uh, just want an opportunity where he can be, uh, you know, have an opportunity to be uh, more of a, a factor. And so we wish him well. And uh, I believe he's got two more years of eligibility and you know, with, the, with the freeze that's going on now. So, so he's a great kid. And again, very proud of him for, for uh, getting his degree. And uh, we wish him all the best. Josh Newman, followed by Chris Kimrani of The Athletic. Kyle, good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, just to follow that up, on a personal level, look, you recruited TJ for a reason, and he chose you guys for a reason. You know, you put a lot of time into him. On a personal level, is it is it tough to see guys like that transfer out of your program, guys who did the right things like that? Well, he's looking for a, an opportunity to maybe be able to have more playing time, so you can't really fault him. I mean, he's, he's uh, done everything we've asked him, and he's got his degree, and and are getting his degree in a month and a half. And so, uh, you know, wish, wish he would have stayed. You know, he's, he's a great kid, but uh, that would be a selfish uh, point of view because if he's going to have a chance to play more somewhere else and be, uh, you know, realize his goals, then uh, I'm all for it. So it's, it, it is bittersweet, but, but uh, a guy that comes in and for nearly four years, three and a half years, does everything he's asked to do, does you know gets take care of the academics? Uh, you know he's he's done his part, so we wish him well. And just to follow that up real quick, as you see games going on across the country, you know we are seeing some outbreaks in spots. Games are getting postponed. Games are getting canceled. As you get ready to start your own season, what can be learned from things that are going on around the country in terms of COVID and uh, and safety? Well, I guess we can learn. There's a good chance that some of our games will get canceled, postponed as well. And, you know, the, the Pac-12 is, is cranking up, uh, what, two weeks from Saturday. Uh, it would be tremendous if we can get all the games in that are scheduled. Not sure if that's realistic, but uh, you just got to do the best you can to, to uh, mitigate the, the virus and, and take every precaution, and we're doing that, and just hope for the best. I mean, it's, uh, it's an invisible virus, I mean, which you can't uh, completely be 100% safeguarded against it, but I think we're doing a lot of good things, trying to uh, stay healthy, and, and so far so good. So we hope that continues. Chris, I guess all the pieces are invisible. Is that right? <laughs> Chris Camarani, followed by Dirk Facer of the Deseret News. Kyle, what does a 100% Britain Covey uh, add to this version of the 2020 Utah offense? Oh, he adds a, a bunch, and not only to the offense, but to the uh, return game and special teams. His value there is uh, 
tremendous for us. And he was, in our opinion, the best return guy in the country his freshman year. Uh, he's punt return, and, and we think he's going to be just as good this year, if not better. And so that's uh, that's a huge positive for us. And then uh, from an offensive perspective, having him healthy and, and uh, his quickness and speed is returned makes uh, him a, a, a very viable and valuable weapon for Coach Ludwig. And he's going to move around in a lot of different spots and get the ball a lot of different ways. And so he'll be a, a, a big part of what we're doing offensively. Next, Dirk Facer, followed by Sammy Moore with the Daily Utah Chronicle. Good morning, Kyle. How are you? Good, Dirk. Thanks. Good. Hey, um, Britt and Kevy and players from the other Pac-12 South teams are doing a Zoom conference with the Pac-12 today. I wonder if you could just make a general statement about the division and the fact you've won it twice. Imagine, do you feel like you've got a big red X on your back? Well, you know, we have uh, won it back-to-back, as you mentioned, and, and uh, this year we're, we're not picked to win it, so I'm not sure if we get the target on our back or, or whatever, but but uh, we're, our goal is to, is to try to do it again. And as I've said many times, try to win that Pac-12 championship game, which we've been uh, unable to do the last couple of years. But, but uh, I know Britt will do a great job representing us. Uh, Pac-12 South is, is going to be competitive. Uh, I guess SC has, has been chosen number one in the South to, uh, uh, to win it. So we'll see what happens. But, but uh, you know, we had a lot of, a lot of good young talent in the program, and, and we're trying to get them ready as fast as we can. And Kyle, second question, I'm just going to ask you, with the uh, um, season coming up and all that with the scrimmage on Saturday, do you pare things down from the first scrimmage? Are you reducing the number of guys that are going to get reps and maybe just talk about the difference between scrimmage one and scrimmage two and what you want to accomplish? Thank uh, you. That, that, that will be the case. We'll have uh, fewer guys get reps. Every single guy got reps first scrimmage, everybody that's in the program that's healthy and, and able to do so uh, got an opportunity to show what they can do. Uh, the scrimmage format will be very similar this week, a lot of situational work, uh, but there won't be an opportunity for every guy to get reps. We've, we've scaled it down, as you said, and uh, focusing on the guys that are going to be on the travel squad, at least the projected uh, travel squad is still not completely solidified. We've got uh, some, some battles going on, but but uh, we need it, too. After, after watching the scrimmage in its entirety, there's a lot of good things, but painfully obvious that we've got a lot of work to do and uh, not a lot of time to get it done. Uh, yesterday, we had some good live work as well in practice, which uh, was a step forward for us. And so we'll continue to uh, get those live reps. It's a, it's a stark contrast from last year's team. Last year's team needed very few live reps, and, and we did not go live much at all during fall camp. This year's team needs hundreds of live reps, and so we're trying to get that uh, uh, accomplished and keep them healthy at the same time. It's a, it's a balancing act, but uh, we're going to need every every one of these next was it 16 days before we play 16, 17 days. Sammy Mora, followed by Josh Furlong, KSLSports.com. Hi, Coach. So you've already addressed Britton Covey as the punt returner, but with the departure of Jalen Dixon, who has been taking those second-team reps in the punt return game? That's a combination of several people, Ty Jordan, Samson Nakua, uh, Money Parks, uh, Clark Phillips. 
So we have four or five guys. There's another guy or two that's been uh, working back there. You can never have too many returners. We try to develop a whole stable of returners so we don't get caught shorthanded there. But, but right now, that decision has not been made. But those are the guys that, that uh, are battling for the number two and three uh, punt return uh, spots. And, and we'll see how that shakes out in the next couple of weeks. But uh, hopefully Britain stays healthy and we don't have to get to that point. Josh Furlong, followed by Bill Riley, ESPN 700. Kyle, you've always put uh, a big emphasis on the education aspect of, of being a student athlete, but this, this summer the NCAA moved to um, make sure that the student athletes had more of an opportunity to vote um, on November 3rd. And talk about that with like how, how your program is, is embracing that, especially maybe with some of the social change aspects that, that took place over the summer and, and why that's important. Well, we're certainly encouraging every one of them to vote. We're not going to be doing uh, anything on that day. It's going to be a day off for them. And I think that's uh, throughout the Pac-12 and maybe throughout the nation. I'm not sure exactly uh, how that's being handled. I know the Pac-12, though, is, is uh, mandating that uh, we don't do anything that day. And so is that right, Paul? Yeah, okay, I'm right on that for once. And so uh, it's obviously very important, and we want our guys to uh, – to be active and be uh, have their voice and, and make an impact, and, and so we're we've already done all the uh, registration stuff for voting, and, and uh, so we should be ready to roll. And hopefully, they take advantage of it. We can't, we're not going to you know put them in our car and drive them to the to the polls or whatever. But they're they're encouraged to vote, and I think most of them will. I think most of them. Will. Our final two will come from Bill Riley and Chris Camrani. Kyle, can you give us an update on the? Uh place kicking battle between Jordan Noyes and, and Jaden Redding. And did you see, you know, as, as one guy jumped out in front, do you feel confident about one or the other or both? Well, it's a, it's a battle still. And uh, it was a, a four-way battle initially earlier in, the, in fall camp. It's down to two guys. Um, Jordan, obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but he has the stronger leg of the two. He's, he's got great trajectory, great range, not as polished as Jaden. Uh, Jordan is more of a soccer background, uh, came to us from uh, over in London and very little, in fact, zero football experience. And so it's all new to him. It took him a while to get used to having shoulder pads and, and football pants on. It was really bothering him for a while there in the helmet. But, but he's, uh, subsequently, got used to that. But uh, I would say Jordan, uh, more range, higher trajectory, a little stronger leg. Jaden, more polished, uh, gets the ball off a little bit quicker. Uh, a little more accurate right now. And so that battle will continue, and that can continue all the way up until game day if, if needs be. And we got to just make sure we get the right guy. And then once we think we got the right guy, we'll find out. We'll give him a couple opportunities. And if, he's, uh, if he gets it done, then, then great. Uh, last year we had a, and Jaden wasn't our guy going into the season, but and we had a couple of kicks that uh, should have been made. Jaden uh, got his opportunity and made the most of it and ended up. Making darn near eighty percent of his kicks, I believe, is like ten out of thirteen, which is in the top third of the uh, Pac-12. So, Jaden's uh, success last year also helps him this year. That that counts. You know, what you did last year counts because you've done it in game situations. Jordan Noise has never kicked in a game situation, so although the stadium will be empty, so it won't be like like normal. But uh, those uh, short version still ongoing, and we hope to have it settled by. Uh, well, we'll have a settle. We'll know who's going to kick on Saturday, uh, the 7th, at least by Friday the 6th. How about that? And a quick follow-up. What would you shoot at Pebble? 
What did I shoot at Pebble? I shot 87. I was proud of myself. Last year. On the, on the tips? No, the, the uh, next one up. Not the tips. We'll conclude with Chris Camerani of The Athletic. Kyle, how did you guys find Jordan? I know in his bio online he says he's related to Matt Gay, um, so I, I assume that there's a connection there. But I know you guys have gone to Australia to find punters, but I think this might be the first time you guys have gone across the, the pond the other way to find a kicker. Yeah, well, he, he kind of fell in our lap. Just as you said, he's, he's, uh, he's the uh, brother-in-law of Matt Gay. So that was the connection. Matt was telling us about Jordan and, and uh, giving us uh, the info and, and telling us they had a strong leg and it was really raw and had potential. And, and so he uh, decided to come over and, and give it a go. And uh, he's uh, done very well so far. I mean, he's, he's got all the, the uh, potential of, of you know, really a big-time kicker and even maybe an NFL kicker. He's got, he's got a stronger leg than Matt had, actually. So uh, he's a guy that's a lot of upside, but again, we've got some refining to do and some, some technique things that he's working on, but, uh, he has a, a big upside and we're hoping that, uh, he can, you know, realize his potential and get to, get to the place we think he can get to. Did he offer up you guys some, some film to look at Kyle, just as a quick follow-up or did, did you just have to take Matt's word, word, yeah, word just, on it? He just walked on and he just walked on and, gave it a go. We did take Matt's word. That was really the, uh, the, the main reason and, and why we brought him in is because Matt vouched for him and had kicked with him. And, and so, you know, Matt, he's a, he's a guy that knows, knows the deal and knows what a good kicker looks like. So we, we trust him.